You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans. Bye, fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Joining me tonight for episode 143, the worst of all time. On the Twitter, word, at ElijahTheWoat, W-O-A-T. Elijah Arnold, welcome back. Hello. What up, girl? Just podcasting. Yeah, it's that automation. It's going to get you every time. Also joining us from the purple corner, the OG Olive Garden pimp. You know him as the super sticky Steve Knox on the Twitter bird at the Knox says, my best friend from another man. I don't know. Steve's here. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) I got to stop doing that. Shout out to the uh, guy who invented the number zero. Thanks for nothing. (laughs) This week's dad jokes brought to you by Steve. I know you got quite a quite a few people last week with your hole in one joke. So did I really? Yeah, that was that was a popular one. <laughs> I for one didn't see it coming. That's what she said. And then she farted on the cake. I was waiting for it. Nobody oh, gave it to me. Okay. All Sorry right, guys. This is Super Bowl week. We got one more week to talk about this horrendous season. Then we can flush it down the toilet and prepare for next year's disappointment. So 143 is underway. And man, the week before the Super Bowl is usually fairly dull. Nothing ever happens. The Pro Bowl that nobody watches or cares about happens. This year it didn't. It was just like a bunch of guys playing Madden against each other like any other day. But... The Detroit Lions, through Adam Schefter, went and broke the internet with the bomb of the year. And we're going to dive into this. This is going to be a pretty big topic for this week. But let me just start off by saying Matthew Stafford has been traded from the Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, two first-round picks, and 2021 third-round pick. That is quite the haul. How do you feel about Stafford in that offense? Anyone? Bueller? Well, I would rather play against Jared Goff than play against Matt Stafford, so I'm happy with the trade. I bet you are. And Elijah, I'm going to come to you now because Stafford obviously wanted a fresh start. He wanted to get out of Detroit. There's 31 other teams he could have gone to. There was only one team he said, don't send me there, anywhere but there. The only team he didn't want to go to was the New England Patriots. He did say that, apparently. Uh, It's one of two things. It's either a pretty short, easy answer, and it's because the Patriots just hired Matt Patricia to do anything 
and Matthew Stafford hates Matt Patricia. I think that's probably the answer. Uh, he just doesn't want to see him ever again. And I think that's fair. The other option is that Matthew Stafford is a whiny little bitch that hates winning. Uh, winning. Those, those are really the two options. If it, it, I don't see anything else, because if it was not Patricia and he just doesn't want to go to New England, uh, maybe it's the weapons, all right? New England doesn't have enough weapons, which is a fair criticism. But also, there are other teams that don't have enough weapons. Maybe he wants to win and New England's not, uh, you know, Super Bowl ready next year. That's fair, too. But there are 30 other, 31 other teams, and not all of them are Super Bowl ready. So I think it's probably Matt Patricia. If it's this whole anti-New England, they're too rough and they're too mean, and I like to have a good time when I'm playing football and Matthew Stafford, then maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe he just doesn't like winning. He likes being an NFL quarterback. He likes making all the money, but maybe he doesn't want to put the work in. I, I'm not saying that's definitely the case. I'm just saying maybe. I'm asking questions. <laughs> well, he is headed to the Rams in that McVay offense. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I mean, McVay has shown when his quarterback plays competent football that they do very well. I am not a McVay guy, so I'm not going to stand here and fellatio him, but <clears throat> I think the Rams offense has a chance to be legit scary now with the real quarterback instead of Jared Goof. I think they'll. Uh, it's definitely an upgrade, obviously, but it's also an upgrade for someone on the wrong side of 30 for two first-round picks, the quarterback that you already had in a third, which to me is pretty expensive for Matthew Stafford. Well, they had, well to, yes. they had to send in that second first-round pick so that Detroit would take on Jared Goff's contract. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Because it was a first, it was the third this year, and Jared Goff, and they were like, eh, we don't really want that albatross of a contract on our books. And they are like, hey, we'll throw in another first. And they are like, all right, all right. It still cost them $30 million yep. dead cap to trade him. That's how bad they wanted him gone. They wanted him gone so bad because apparently, well, one, he's not that great, but two, sent some naughty texts about Sean McVay's wife now, fiance at the time. You guys see this? Did you hear about this? I did not. Please indulge So us. there was a report uh, that came out that said uh, Jared Goff sent to a, a Rams group text, I would pipe Sean McVay's fiance. I, who talks like that? Jared Goff. I would pipe <laughs> California boys. <laughs> you mean you would pipe her? I'll hold on. The pipe trans- guy. I will translate for you. Give her the pipe. Main. No, I'll translate. He'll put her boots to her. Yes. Okay. I will pipe her. That sounds he, like he's gonna put her in a Roddy Piper shirt and march her around the living room. He wouldn't kick her out of bed Smoke for eating it. crackers. <laughs> oh. Lions are going to be so good next year. <laughs> Wrong. All right. So there were a ton of teams involved for Stafford. I'm going to throw some of the other trade packages out there. It's being reported that the Panthers offered the number eight pick in the draft plus a late round choice. Washington offered number 19 overall and a third rounder. Rounder. Wow. The Colts offered number 21, but they also discussed other other packages. The Niners never made an official offer. 
the Jets called, but the talks didn't go very far with them. That's five other teams that's being reported that tried to get in on Matthew Stafford. He had one hell of a market. None of those offers came even remotely close to the the Rams offer, no. though. Not even close. And the Rams, like, the last few years, like, the last time they picked in the first round was Jared Goff. Like, they're not afraid to trade picks. Yeah, and they won't pick in the first round this year or next year. <laughs> not, not until 2024. But, you know what? They've been in the playoffs, what, four of the last five years? Five of the last six? Whatever that stat was, it's... They're they're doing what they got to do to them. They sign somebody to a deal. They don't like it. And they move them. Whatever. Didn't work. I mean, good for it, them. It is whatever until you you run out of money. Uh, and then it's less whatever. Money's not real. Well, money's real. I've never seen any. You've never seen any money. No, never. You know why? Automation. So, Matthew Stafford. With the bombshell made an ex- a, a dull week in football exciting leading up to the Super Bowl. My question is, I've asked you guys this privately, but we are still in the 2020 football season. Till the Super Bowl, Super Bowl concludes, this is still the same league year. The trade deadline was like two and a half months ago, however long it was. How, how, can, you, how can you trade somebody? When the league year technically isn't over. Like. My whole thing is like. Okay they have a deal in place. But they can't make it official until the new league year. Does that mean as soon as the trade deadline's over. They can start making them. Or do they have to be like eliminated from the playoffs. Like. This is kind of a gray area that's not been discussed by literally anyone. I've never heard this from anyone. Any other podcast. The media. Nothing. Like how is this legal what they're doing. I do think because their season's over that they're allowed to make personnel decisions, including coaches and players and their contracts and whether or not the league recognizes the move as official until March 17th, which is the new league year. Uh, I'm not sure of, but either way, they had no problem announcing it. So it's not like this was tampering or something like that. It's just weird, right? Like, we're still in the same league year. The, the season isn't over. It's weird. I mean, But I this is just like the first is. domino. Well, I mean, for us, it's been over for weeks. Yeah. Months, even. Let's make some trades. And this is not going to be the first trade. Let me, let me just put that out there. Like, the QB trade market is going to be insane this year. There's going to be guys moving everywhere. Watson's probably on the move. Who else? Trubisky's on the move. I heard Teddy Bridgewater might be on the move. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts may be on the move. The Bears apparently interested in Jalen Hurts. Well, two first, the third, and Jalen Hurts. I heard on Sports Talk, W, you know what it is, um, one of their rambling people that just likes to, you know, Hear hot takes talk. into the wind and stuff. Said uh, the Patriots should trade uh, their number. What are they? Fifteen? God, I should know this. They should trade their first, uh, first and third round picks for Jalen Hurts. Would you accept that trade? Deal done. Yeah, that's what I, I was like. What the fuck are you talking about? 
He was a second-round draft pick last year, and he didn't play that well. He played four games, and he was good in two of them. Yep. And they're like, you know what? We got to move on. Can't be Cam. Blah, blah, blah. We need Jalen. He's a proven winner. Alabama. Deal. You know? Where do I sign? I'm, I will drive down to Philly in a nor'easter and <laughs> deliver him to Foxborough. Jalen, get in. Don't ask questions. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it should be interesting. There's going to be, you know, Steve gave the list last week of quarterbacks who could be moving, could be on the move. I'm excited. Like, every time my phone goes off now, I'm like, who got traded? Here's the thing. If this is what Matthew Stafford got for a haul, if Deshaun Watson gets traded, I saw a report of what the Texans want. The stock market will crash. It's it, like two firsts, because in the NFL, you can only trade two, two years worth of picks. It's not like the NBA where you can trade, you know, the next 10 first round picks. So, There's a loophole in that, though. You can trade this year's and next year's, but after the draft is underway, you can trade, trade the third year the out. Third year. But that's the catch. That's the catch. So for that to happen, someone would have to come up with the deal during the draft for this next and third year. Um, but what the Texans... Well, first off, they said they're not going to move him, which... Nick Casario, you've been, you know, you're from New England. We all know you're a liar. We know it. We know you're a liar. It's fine. You know, we're moving on with him as our organizational piece. Well, he's flat out refusing to play for you. They said they want a first, a first, a second, and a second, and then two high-end young defensive starters. So I don't even know where to begin in trying to come up with that package, adding the players in, but that's, it will be one of the biggest, uh, Trades in NFL history. I think the Jets are the only team that can literally do it. I mean, if I'm Joe Douglas, I say, you take anybody not named Quinn and Williams, take, pick any two guys on my roster. You can have them. Plus the two first, plus the two seconds. Give me Deshaun Watson, and we win the division next year. Uh, no, not next year. Buffalo's still really good. Buffalo's really good, and I like Buffalo. I'm just saying they think they can win the division. And, you know, Joe Douglas will probably think highly of his drafting skills and ability to maneuver in free agency, and maybe that does happen. But just bringing in Deshaun Watson, there's still a ton of work you have to do. See. And if there's anything we have seen in a, for the last while, it's that the Jets will find a way to fuck it up. They will get a buttception. So at 8.21 this morning... I saw a tweet from Evan Massey, who is a guy that works for uh, the NFL Analysis Network. He's got the blue check mark on Twitter. And he tweeted, 49ers still looking to make a move at quarterback. Kirk Cousins, I'm told, is a name to keep an eye on. If Vikings are open to dealing, San Francisco will push hard to acquire him. Ties with Shanahan make this an intriguing potential fit. So the talks have begun. So Jimmy G for Curdy Coop? There was the other rumor that I saw floating around was that San Francisco had offered a second and a fourth, and the Vikings said they wanted a first. (laughs) So we shall see. QB trades will be ridiculous. I feel like this is like 
playing Madden, but everybody keeps their own <laughs> roster, but then we just draft quarterbacks. And yeah. we see who we get. I don't know. It's weird because I don't want Jimmy G to be a part of that trade to if, if you know, the 49ers decide they want Kirk Cousins. I don't want them to trade us Jimmy Garoppolo as the guy who's going to be our quarterback. Um, while he's been in San Francisco, he's missed 41% of the starts he could have made while being there due to injury. So having your starting quarterback not on the field is bad news. Plus, because... you already have your starter of the future, Sean Mannion. Yeah, exactly. Jake, Jake Browning on the practice squad. <laughs> but that's the biggest problem with everybody. Everybody's like, well, yeah, get rid of Cousins and we can bring in a good quarterback. And Trade yeah, for Nick Foles. It's not that easy. Like, <laughs> Cousins has been in the top five in statistics over the last two seasons. Um, it's, you know, aside from having a real shitty defense this year, the Vikings are the fifth overall offense. You need somebody who's going to be consistent in order to produce those numbers. And I don't know where you get that if you decide you do want to trade Kirk Cousins. And it's not drafting somebody like uh, friggin' what's-his-face from Alabama. Mac, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. Not the answer. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I think what it- happens. If I'm the Vikings, I throw Cousins over to the Niners, and I call up the Bears, and I'm like, listen, what will it take to get Nick Foles off your hands? That guy won a Super Bowl in our building. Uh, That's not a good idea either. Nope, it's not, but it'd be awesome if it happened. I just want to see you have to root for Nick Foles for a year. I'll root for Nick Foles for a year. All right, Foles to the Patriots confirmed. You heard it here first on the Joint Practice Podcast. Let's talk about our teams a little bit because there's a little bit of action going on, mostly in my neck of the woods since my team is the worst. Uh, The final nail in the Zacherts coffin was laid this week when Tony Pauline reported that Ertz was informed he will not return to the Philadelphia Eagles. They will trade or cut him. End of an era. Caught the winning pass in a Super Bowl for us, right there behind me. That sucks. I probably will cry on the day he is officially gone. It's not fair. It always sucks to lose a guy that you really like on the team, and even more so when it's because, well, he's towards the end of his career, and if he's going to play again to play somewhere else, it's just going to be so weird to see. That guy should retire an eagle. That's all I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like, that he's the type of guy that you want to just play his 12, 13 seasons with the Eagles and then right off in the sunset. True that. So the Eagles introduced their new coach, Nick Sirianni. He had his first little press conference, and the media were complete cunts about it completely trashing on this guy for his public speaking skills and the fact that he stuttered and why are why are we at a point where the media can make fun of somebody's speech impediment that's incredible that this is what they took out of his press conference that he doesn't speak well like so fucking what what, what is he going to do on the football field? And we talked about this last week where they're like, who's your starter? Who's going to be your starter? Dude, shut up. 
He hasn't even officially met the team yet. He can't even install his offense yet. You're going to ask him who the quarterback is? I heard their offense is going to be real simple, though. Real Real easy for you to learn. Fundamental. Yep. It's the the offense I run in Matt. He asked me. I gave it to him. It's, It's just whatever. I don't want any credit. I just doing my part. But he did go on a local Philadelphia radio and say, surprisingly, that there's going to be a quarterback competition for the starter. Go figure. What else would he say? Like, there's no good answer other than to say that it's coach speak. Like, you're gonna, you're literally gonna get that question up until late August. Who's until the starting tw- quarterback. Could yeah, eleven forty-five, week one of the one o'clock game. Until the active inactive list or whatever comes out. But anyways, whatever. Like, all we're going to hear from all these new coaches anyways for the next, like, four or five months is coach speak. Is generic, bland, vanilla answers. Because why else would they say anything else? They're not supposed to have contact with the players because of the CBA. They're not supposed to be able to install playbooks, give anything like that. Why would they say anything that could remotely get themselves in trouble? They're going to give you coach speak. They're going to give you generic answers. And the media is acting like they're all appalled. Like, I can't believe this. This guy's an idiot. At least he didn't say he was going to bite off somebody's body part. Like, a good thing that came out of it. No, because he watched that press conference right before he came out. He had to rip up his speech. <laughs> like, he did seem very underprepared and very nervous. And that's the only thing that concerns me because I don't, I don't think he was underprepared. He was super know. nervous. And yeah, I He was super nervous, but he laid that. out he was his plan in circles like crazy. Like if that's what he had written down on that piece of paper, that's what like, we do. <laughs> yeah, but like, we're all we're not getting paid millions of dollars to do our job either. Um yet apostrophe me, yet <laughs> apostrophe yet asterisk <laughs> See? I'm not good at this either. I feel for that guy. I said the wrong word. So, I get nervous when that, I have to call and make an appointment. He was in front of reporters in front. Of, yeah, no, it was a Zoom call, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I also get nervous but, on Zoom. Why are you? Why are you picking on nervous people? Either ah, way, the only thing that concerns me is for a guy to have a temperament like that to get nervous in a situation like that. The Philadelphia media is going to eat him alive, and if well, they first ever. Of, get to have fans back in the stands again like you're gonna hear it so much from the fans the moment you go down hey Sirianni you stuttered on that one didn't you like it's gonna be this is exactly the kind of coach they wanted they did this on purpose yes man yes they got somebody that will stand up there with Howie Roseman's hand up the back of his shirt using his mouth for oh Howie Howie's awesome. Howie has a little dish on his desk with candy. Yay! I thought you were going to say little dick. Anyways, last thing I wanted to talk about with the Eagles, and then I'll shut my face. The Eagles hired a new linebacker coach, former Vikings assistant, Nick Rollis. Steve, are you aware of the assistant linebackers coach, Nick Rollis? Nope. You want to know why this is awesome? Why? Because Nick Rollis has a brother who was a former Minnesota Golden Gopher football player and is now known as WWE star Riddick Moss. Not sure I know who that is either. (laughs) Riddick Moss? He's pretty cool. 
He was in NXT for a while. I think he's up on the main roster somewhere, not being used because Vince is old. But, yeah, it's kind of cool. Their new linebacker coach is Riddick Moss's brother. So, wrestling connection. Elijah Arnold joining us from the comfort of his home. He's got some nice curtains up, scratching his beard. Would you like to talk about the New England Patriots? There's no? Not, All right, Steve, how about the money? Go- I'm just kidding. There's not <laughs> a lot going on. Uh, I talked about the Matthew Stafford thing, how he blocked the Patriots, and that's fine. And then other than that, if you hadn't been such a dick, I wouldn't have talked about the Patriots at all. I'd have said, over to you, Steve. But instead, I'm going to do that still probably because there's just no fucking news. So, Steve, over to you. Yeah, it's that time of year where either your team is it's either filled hot with and drama and, yeah. Or it's a nice dry hump. I think the biggest news is uh, they hired, was it Nick, uh, Ryan, Ryan Ficken, now the uh, special teams coordinator after Marwin Maloof's contract was not renewed. So uh, Ficken has been the assistant uh, coordinator for the last seven or eight years. He's been with the Vikings for like 14 years. So this is a long time coming. And, uh, I mean, since he's been the assistant, I think the Vikings have 11 touchdowns on special teams. So, uh, first thing to address, somebody that can kick the ball between the uprights, please, Ryan. And uh, thank you very much. They also hired um, a new full-time strength and conditioning coach. And I don't remember what his name is. And I'm sitting here scrolling like an idiot looking for it. And uh, Josh Hinkst. The, uh, the, the Hinkster. Have, the Hink yeah. man. Hink daddy. So he, he's now the Vikings head strength and conditioning coach. But by him. Well, don't forget the Vikings did interview the Giants oh, wide Hinkst receiver was the coach. Eagles strength and conditioning coach for eight seasons before coming to the Vikings. So maybe we just traded the strength and conditioning coach for the assistant linebackers coach. Maybe. I, we have to bring up this guy who interviewed for your offensive coordinator job because he has an all-time football name, former Giants or current Giants wide receiver coach, Tyke Tolbert. Is that you, Tolbert? Giants wide receivers coach, that makes me a little nervous, but everything that I'm seeing right now and hilarious that the media has dubbed uh, Gary Kubiak's son, Clint, as Lil Coobs, he uh, apparently is still the favorite to win the OC job in Minnesota. Lil so, Coobs. Excellent. Alrighty then. I suppose we should talk about a football game that might take place this weekend. I don't know. I haven't heard much about it. Um, the Superb Owl. Uh, how is that said? Oh, Super Bowl. It's super bowel, actually. It's is this like a, a weed poop. thing? The Super Bowl, dude. Should have it on 420, Bowl, man. man. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine if the NFL was sponsored by medical marijuana or something? Or like a grow house, and it was the, the Super Bowl was on 420, guy. <laughs> MLB Half-time the show was like Snoop, Wiz Khalifa. 
doing you can't the start the second time show this year the weekend i don't know who that is i think that's his name i don't know he's in that pepsi commercial oh is that who that is i think <laughs> like, so. i always wondered that oh, it's that guy <laughs> the guy driving the car yeah i was like yeah that's the guy I was like, singing the song like he's famous but i have no idea who this guy is <laughs> i mean if i had my pick julian the phantoms would be doing the halftime show but i don't have my pick so the chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to say they're at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're in Tampa, and that makes them the home team. I don't care what anybody says. They're the home team. Yes. Football. The history will ensue. note it as a neutral site game, but it's being played in Tampa's home, yeah. So we talked about last week how we are in an important stretch here because any COVID test at this point, you would miss the game. And there are two Chiefs currently on the COVID list for close contact. Center Dan was it Kilgore yep. and wide receiver Demarcus Robinson. Now, they're just on the list as close contacts. I believe with three negative tests, they can play. I'm not yeah, positive. They've both, they've both tested negative, And if they continue to test negative, then they'd be able to play. Now, I'm hoping that everything clears up. I would like both teams to have their, you know, a normal roster would absolutely suck if one of the major players in either team were god forbid one of the two quarterbacks or something that would just be devastating for not just their team but like the league in general that would just suck for watching chad henney versus brady's backup Who is Brady's backup? I can picture him. Uh, Tom Brady's backup is John Grady. I thought I was, was going to say Josh Rosen, but didn't he go somewhere else? He's Washington pick him up or something like that. Tampa Bay quarterback. Oh, the Rams picked him up. LOL. I yeah. just Googled Tom Brady backup and Jarrett Stidham came up. So I don't think that's right. <laughs> Perhaps I Blaine should Gabbert. Oh, Blaine Gabbert, of course. Oh. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, so Blaine Gabbert versus Chad Henney. That would make tons of money. No, wouldn't. All right, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of this football game, we have two pretty fiery offensives. Tampa Bay's defense is pretty stout. Kansas City's defense can be a pain in the ass, but they're not, like, world beaters. Elijah, I'd like to start with you. And where do you see some advantages and disadvantages? I see in this the game? advantages falling with the Chiefs in a couple ways. Uh, one, the quarterback. Two, uh, the offense. And three, uh, their football team. So you think the Chiefs are the better team? Is that what I you're saying? I do. And I don't want them On to paper. be. Like, I, I really want them to not win. I have a great distaste for the Chiefs, but if you look at it, I think that they've got a, a, a hefty advantage. I think right now the line's closer than the game will be. I think that this game will hinge on Tom Brady. It will. Because if if he has a game like he had last week, they're going to lose by 30 points. Yeah. Because the number that popped in that, my head was twenty one, but it could with the Chiefs it could be thirty in in tw- twenty seconds later. So. 
you give them three turnovers and they will score three touchdowns. And once they get going, like Steve said, they just, it's effortless. It looks easy. They're just in like coast out there. They're automated. Their production levels have increased greatly and their compensation hasn't been indexed with that at all. Crazy. They're running some Amazon software on their tablets. AWS. Our mm. first sponsor. Hashtag Amazon. Yeah, this is... Uh, come on, Jeff. Hit this us This game really going to come down to pass blocking for the Chiefs. Um, obviously, Eric Fisher injured, not going to play. So backup tackle in there. You know, can the edge rushers for Tampa Bay, JPP, and friggin' what's-his-nuts, can they get pressure on Mahomes and, you know, force him to make a mistake? We know Mahomes, when he, whenever, whenever he's out there just running around, makes ridiculous plays time and time again. But, you're, I mean, they're going to have to get this guy on the ground probably four or five times to stand a chance. Because you certainly uh. can't open up the game the way they did the last time these two teams played earlier this year and have Tyreek Hill beat you for 200 yards in the first quarter. <laughs> I don't think Mr. Nuts will again. be able to get Game's home. Game's over. And I just, yeah. yeah. Like, Brady and the Bucks made a great comeback in that game to make it close towards the end. You know, it was a one-possession game. The way the score ended wasn't really that close because the touchdown you scored... To make it that was with very little time on the clock. So, um, yeah, this is a... <laughs> I don't know how you slow down Tyreek Hill. Certainly, uh, what the fuck's the guy's name that they tried to put on him last time? Blank Davis? On it now. Yeah, Davis. I think it was Davis. Obviously, he can't run with him. So, <laughs> I don't know how you decide... Maybe they'll get Murphy bunting to hold him because he doesn't get called for those penalties. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Um, but fine. I, I mean, whatever, uh, whatever they got to do, whatever Todd Bowles has to dial up in order to, cause he can throw away the game plan from the last time that didn't work. Uh, you got to figure something out to slow down Tyreek Hill. Don't let him beat you on those big plays. And uh, on offense, it's, you know, more of the same, just Brady being Brady. You're going to have Fournette and, uh, Rojo Jones just, you know, Doing their part, I think the Buccaneers are going to look to try to control the pace of the game when they have the ball, and hope that you know Mahomes and company can't just go up and down the field <laughs> at their own will. It's the only way that the Buccaneers really have a chance. And I think the name you were looking for was Michael, number ninety-two, Michael. What's his nuts? Ah, uh, yeah. All right, guys. This will be the final time this year we have the pleasure of doing this. So let's get to some Super Bowl pick 'em. No drop. Let's go. All right. Super pick 'em, baby. <laughs> Super Bowl pick 'em, what? <laughs> All right. Pick 'em, baby. I'm betting on Michael. What's his nuts? I'm telling you, Elijah. Mr. Nuts is not going to have the impact you think he is. <laughs> He's going to go limp. All right, Elijah, you're first. Welcome to the show. Chiefs win. Your first I'm Super sad. Bowl with us. I wish they wouldn't. They're going to. If I was betting on the game, I'd bet the Chiefs over by 
you know what? I'd bet more than the over. I'd buy points. I think the Chiefs win easily. I don't think it will be close. I'll take the Chiefs as well. Andy Reid gets a second ring. And the Eagles are looking for their next Andy Reid, even though they already had one. And I hope they wallow in their sorrows and they uh, clinch their butt cheeks while Andy Reid wins his second ring. 31-24. I wanted to get my pick in next because I know Contrarian Jones is going to go next. Hey, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the All Super Bowl right. at the beginning All of the right. year. All right. All right. And I'm still picking them. And I hope that if you got a Super Bowl square, you got AFC 1, NFC 7. That's right. I'm going with the sh- – no, not the Sugar Man special. but uh, 41-27, Kansas City. Repeats for the first time since the Patriots did it. And probably have a very legitimate chance to be the first team to three-peat. I thought about it. Thought about rolling the Sugar Man special out there, and I didn't. I said, no, it's not enough points for Tampa, especially in garbage time. All right. I like your weights, Steve. Your weights. Your pink weights. I wish I had them. Actually, I do. I have a pair right there. What are those, twos? Yeah. Yeah, we got the same ones. Pink twos. Two twos. Titties. Whoops. All right. Kettlebell. There you go. Put that on the old Prince Albert and see how it feels. You can tie it around your toes. You can wrap it around your feet. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this episode. But before we left, it is the month of February. So I just wanted to throw a little statement out there. A little something to get people talking, I guess. And we always hear it on this show. We ask you to not be racist, to be a kind human being. You know, just be nice in general. But we want people to continue to talk about racism and systemic racism. And just to educate yourself on black history, this is the month to do it. They make it very easy to find this information. If you don't know where to find it, reach out. I mean, just educate yourself so you can be able to understand the oppression and the horrible treatment the black community has faced for decades. And it's just time that we... uh, heal as humans and you know treat other people with the same respect that we want and we get so that's my piece you can be on our show if you want email us jointpracticespod at gmail.com we're also on instagram joint practices we'd love to have you on our show elijah and you can tweet us at joint practices at 11 the go at knock says at elijah the woe it's mine and i almost messed it up <laughs> send us a tweet with the hashtag <laughs> SuperbOwl55 and let us know you're listening. We would love to hear from you. And wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in, and that's the end of it now. We found that Blueberry had actually been absorbed into Spotify years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Forever ago. It's been a while. So anybody who's looking for blueberries like, what the fuck is this asshole talking about? Did they just yank my chain here? I checked us out on CastBox. And on CastBox, it's the only episode on there is the original first episode. Nothing else. Weird. Yep. I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, before we go, I'll, uh, I'm going to do my own hashtag here. Because I'm joining the gang, Sean. 
Hashtag girl dad. What? I would have. I want to change my Super Bowl pick because black is white, up is down. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Nope. That's awesome. Found out today. And on today, happy birthday to my youngest daughter, Bella. She is six. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Today is Bella's happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bella. You want to know the best part, Elijah? Yeah. My dear Arabella, she was born on Super Bowl Sunday six years ago when Pete Carroll decided to throw the fucking ball. That is the same night that I sprained my thumb on a ceiling fan. It's the same night that Elijah's friend, who I had never met before, drunkenly hugged the shit out of me after they won the Super Bowl, even though I'm not a Patriots fan and didn't know who he was. (laughs) It was a true moment of joy. I then ran, picked up my newborn child, who was asleep, to go to to bring him out to see the Patriots win, because I didn't know if they'd do it again. And my ex-wife at the time, uh, my ex-wife now, at the time she was still my wife, that'd be weird, um... (laughs) Uh, was very time, but now she's my wife. Very upset with that decision. Yeah, they'll get over it, right? Uh, well, I'd also like to shout out Mountain View, California, which absorbs sixty-seven percent of our downloads monthly. Shout out to California. All right, <laughs> what? Silicon Valley. Here we go. Huh? I don't know. That's the way it is. That's how California. they crumble cookies. Alright guys, love you. Fly goes fly. Hey, Skull Vikings. Bye.